This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spin Control, episode 131, Time Sucks. This, of course, is your host, Shiloh. In this episode, I've got some knitting and some spinning and a little tale for you about a very inactive activity that sucks my time away. But, of course, we will kick this episode off with some updates. I want to tell you that the very solitary weekend that I had planned was super productive yet not quite productive enough. I got a lot done. So the boy was gone. I took him to the airport at, oh my God, it was so early. I think we left the house before 4 a.m., drove him to the airport, dropped him off, got back home. Like I got home before the grocery stores opened. I had kind of like thought, well, since I'm up, I'll just swing past the grocery store on my way home. So I won't have to do that after work. But that didn't quite work out. But what I did do was I got in the shower when I got home. Then I went to the grocery store and was done and back home before I had to start working. So that worked out pretty good. And that meant I didn't have to leave the house again the whole day, which was pretty fantastic. Because I work from home now, and that's great. So I worked all day Friday. And then Friday evening, I didn't get a whole lot accomplished except for setting the stage for me to spend Saturday and Sunday cleaning house and skirting fleeces. I feel like I could have gotten so much more done had they not been alpaca fleeces because they were, okay, so alpaca fleece are relatively clean. They don't have any lanolin, so not a whole lot of stuff gets gooped into the greasy bits of their fleece because they don't have greasy bits. They're just very dusty. And, you know, there's the occasional burr from the pasture and things like that and lots of hay because they roll in it and a lot of dust. The problem with skirting the fleeces isn't the actual skirting. The problem was, in order to prepare these fleece to go to processing, I had to remove guard hairs. I think I mentioned that briefly. And, like, one of my alpaca, like my favorite alpaca, even though I know you're not supposed to have favorites, but I totally do, bittersweet chocolate. He's got so much guard hair that it's ridiculous. Thankfully, it's probably an inch longer than the whole rest of his fleece. So you can easily see it and pull it out very, very quickly and easily. But it took a lot of time. So out of the 13, yes, 13 unprocessed alpaca fleece that I have in my stash, I got through skirting and de-hairing five of them. I felt pretty accomplished when I got that done. Because that's a lot. I mean, that's a whole ton. So I have eight fleece left to skirt and de-hair. And then a ton of alpaca seconds to just clean up and package. Because I think I'm going to try to offload some of those as stuffing or felting or bird feeder filler. You know what I mean? Maybe package it and sell it by the pound or something like that. But I'll get it mostly clean and ready to get out of my stash. And that should actually be a lot easier of a process than those eight fleeces that I have still left to to de-hair. The skirting itself was super duper simple. And because the boy was gone, what I did was actually set my skirting table up upstairs in my living room in front of the television so that I could binge watch TV while I mess with fleeces and take breaks and you know what I mean. It was it was nice. 
it worked out. I got a ton done around the house. I got a ton done with those fleeces. And it was just all around super productive. And he was super happy actually to hear that my plan was to skirt fleece for the weekend. And he was actually proud of me for getting five done. So yeah, he's a little disappointed that I have had these alpaca for as long as I've had them and actually have not gotten any of their fleece ready to spin. So that's my goal by the end of the year to get all their fleeces to a processor so I can get some wonderful fiber back right before next shearing season. That'll be great. So really that's all I've got when it comes to updating you on that huge weekend plan that I had. I got a lead done and I was super happy. Now I hinted that I had something bigger planned and going on. Right now I am recording this episode from a hotel room in Dullivan, Wisconsin at the Lake Lawn Resort. I I'm about to embark on my first ever spin-off autumn retreat. <laughs> That's sore. Yes, I'm I'm a sore. I'm so excited. <laughs> so I've spent the better part of the last two weeks preparing for sore and getting everything ready to go. And I'm so excited. I'm here. I'm in the hotel. So I am actually here a day before the event starts because my flights out of Colorado were pretty limited. Most people are arriving on Sunday. I got here Saturday night because my flight options would have put me here too late on Sunday. Like once check-in and first meal and introductions and all that stuff happened, I would have been late for that. So I'm here the day before. I'm checked into my hotel and I'm ready and excited. So I'm going to spend the next five days just like spinning and doing all sorts of great stuff. Like I think the largest part of this episode is going to be updates. So I'm taking... Of course, I'm taking a class with Maggie Casey, a two-day intensive, my two-day intensive class is with Maggie Casey. I also am taking a inspirational blending class. I'm taking, um, what else? A class on tuning up your uh, chain ply, which would be pretty cool. And so one intensive two-day class and then four half-day classes. So it should be pretty cool. Totally focused on spinning. I think there are about 80 slots every year in SOAR. So it's taken me, what, three years to get here? Two years to get here? I actually originally registered for SOAR before the pandemic kicked off. And so, of course, it was canceled that year. And then the following year, I wasn't available to go. So finally, here in 2022, I got to attend. And I'm super excited. So do you remember Megan from It's Just Megan, the podcast from a million years ago? She stopped podcasting a long time ago. But she was a friend in real life, and she told me once that if I ever had the opportunity to go to SOAR, I should, because it was life-changing, is how she described it. So I'm here. I finally get to go to SOAR, and hopefully I have an amazing week, and I learn a lot, and I just can keep my spinning mojo going, right? And I'm excited to meet new people and learn new things, and yeah, yeah. So, and as you can imagine, the next next episode will totally be filled with all sorts of story adventures and updates and stuff and i'm excited and i can't wait to share all that with you and that's all i've gotten updates so i guess it's time to get this podcast started and now it is on to spin a tail so in this edition of spin a tail i'm going to tell you about something that is a complete time suck that I cannot believe I allowed myself to get sucked into it. And I don't know when I'm going to give it up. 
So I typically do not play games on my phone. But the Instagram got me sucked into this game. I kept seeing ads for it, and I'm like, oh, I'll just try it. That looks easy. I tried it. It is easy and entertaining, but a complete waste of time. And because it is a phone game, it's not something that I can do and knit or and spin because it takes at least one hand to play the game, right? Uh, Okay, so I got totally sucked into two dots. And I was playing it for a while, and I felt like I was getting really good at it. And then I thought to myself, I could beat this game. How cool would that be? And then I looked it up, and there are like 4,600 levels of two dots. And I'm, I feel like I will never play it long enough to actually beat the game. But then I look at my current level of progress. And I'm on like level 2200 or something. So I'm like halfway through this stupid game. And it's fun and I'm enjoying it. But it really, I feel a little guilty sometimes. Because I'll sit there and waste like 45 minutes playing this dumb game. When I could be doing anything else more productive. Even like binge watching TV is more productive than playing two dots. Because while I binge watch television, I can also knit or also spin or also hand men's pants. But no, my latest time suck is two dots. And if you haven't tried it, I don't recommend it if you value your time. Because, yeah, I've lost 2,200 levels worth of time (laughs) to this stupid game. And eventually, I'm sure I'll just delete it off my phone. And stop playing it. But I don't see that happening anytime soon. And now it is on to spinning my wheels. So I really haven't gotten a whole ton accomplished. One, I spent that entire weekend messing around with the fleeces. Which is an accomplishment in and of itself. So I did get spinning prep accomplished. And two, prepping to go to SOAR kind of took some of my productivity away. But I did get a few things done. So I knit the baby sweater that I set out to knit. I bought the yarn for it. And then I actually finished all the knitting on that sweater. I have about three weeks before this baby is due. And um, when I get back from SOAR, I will seam it up and add the ties. So I've had this sweater pattern in my stash for like a million years. And I've used it. I've probably made 10 of them. Because it's relatively simple, and I think that the end result is pretty effective. And people seem to like it when they get gifted the sweater. It's the baby kimono sweater from the original Mason-Dixon knitting book. And, I mean, culturally appropriated name aside, it's a great little pattern. It's really, really simple. I think it's even very beginner-friendly. It's a huge garter stitch sweater. Not huge. It's a tiny little garter stitch sweater where you cast on 40 stitches and then you, you know, manipulate those with increases and decreases and shape this one piece little sweater. It's adorable. And all I have left, like I said, is to seam it up, add some ties because it's just a little wrap sweater. And then that's done. And I will mail it to the expectant parents and probably send mom also. I usually do like a gift card for a massage or something like that or a pedicure to go along with the gift for the baby because 
mom's going to need it by the time the baby comes. So yeah, in knitting, really, that's all I've been up to is I kind of focused on that because I wanted to get it accomplished and done and not have this like lingering gift because I had the yarn in my stash finally. So I did a lot of knitting on that. Very focused on that. I did have some opportunities, for example, with my flight out to Wisconsin to do some travel knitting and that the scarf that I am designing out of the sock plank really has been getting a lot of attention because I'm taking it different places. When the boy and I go out and do X or Y, I always take that little project bag with me so I can just sit and knit whenever we're doing whatever. So that's whenever we're doing whatever. I'm not very articulate today. Very long day. Started first thing this morning. I didn't get to sleep in. But okay, yeah. So that's all I've been really doing in knitting. I've done exactly zero spinning. Yeah, zero. So instead of spinning, when I was thinking about spinning over the last two weeks, what I was focused on was getting my tools and equipment ready to go for sore. So I brought my Louette Victoria wheel with me and I had to track down all six of the bobbins that go along with the wheel. And I, you know, dusted it and polished the wood and made sure all the parts and pieces were in good repair, cleaned it up, kind of gave it a tune-up so that it was going to be ready to withstand my adventures here at SOAR. So one of the things that I do when I take my wheel anywhere, even if it's just for like a day trip, is I make sure that I've got tools, spare parts, and that sort of stuff in the bag. Because the Victoria folds down to a relatively small size and fits into a bag that can double as a backpack. So I make sure I have an extra drive band, an extra spring for the tensioning apparatus, and all those sorts of things. Like there's these little rubber pieces that um, flex when you use the pedals, and there would be nothing worse than for one of those to break when it's the only wheel I have at my disposal here in Wisconsin. And then I also make sure I've got something like a multi-tool of some sort with a little screwdriver and knife and that kind of stuff in my bag as well so that if I need to do a repair on the fly, I've got the tools that I need to actually execute it and the equipment I need to take care of it. And my Victoria is my favorite little travel wheel because it folds down so compactly. But that wheel has always been able to produce any yarn that I've ever tried to make. So I think it's perfect for a situation like this. So I'm very pleased. And yeah, I spent a lot of time getting all my stuff packed together. And I had to figure out how I was going to pack a blending board and hand cards in my suitcase without like all the pins or teeth on those tools getting squished in transit. And I did pretty good. I was pretty impressed with myself. So yeah, I got everything together, prepped and packaged and ready to bring with me on an airplane to soar. And that's how I focused my spinning time for the last couple of weeks. So that's been pretty cool. Yeah. So I feel like I've got nothing accomplished, but I prepared to get a lot of things accomplished in the week to come. And that is how I've spent my time spinning my wheel. Alrighty, it looks like it is time to spin off this episode of Spin Control. I apologize if there were 
too many extra sounds in this episode. My voice is super scratchy from uh, all the traveling that I've done. I'm kind of tired. Um, yeah, I ran around all day, got up early, packed up, flew to Wisconsin, checked in, went to the grocery store, did a bunch of stuff. So my voice is a little hoarse, and I apologize for that if it's a little distracting. But in the episodes to come, I should have a lot to report about my adventures at SOAR and the people that I've met and the things that I've learned. And I can't wait to share all of that with you. Thank you all again for tuning in. I really appreciate your continued support. And I appreciate you guys hanging out with me for 30 minutes or so every couple weeks. As always, you can get the details about this episode and all the past episodes at spincontrolpodcast.com. You can email me at shiloh at foreverhandmade.com. Catch me on Ravelry and social media as Forever Handmade. Thanks again, guys. I'll talk to you soon.
Cause I'll hold 